This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. We have a special treat for you today. Jan, how are you doing today? Wonderful, Phil. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, I want to set the bar from the beginning and letting people know that the work you do with meditation is something you've been doing since you said the 1970s? Yeah, 1972 is when I first started teaching and I started meditating with a passion long before that. So yeah, it's been a lifelong pursuit for me. Good, good. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who like to step into their power first thing in, in the morning by doing this. And, and so we'll get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of my favorite things, and it's a tradition here on the show to ask people is, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs or business owners? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, no, my father was a uh, you know top exec in a national company. So um, that got bought out by Verizon. He was in GTE. So anyway, that's, yeah, he was more along those lines. So he wasn't an entrepreneur. Um, nope. And my mom was a physical therapist. So that was, that was my background. Interesting. And so when you, when you started to, to find that you could actually make some money, and we've had a conversation prior to this, you know, sort of about the the purity of the work that you do and why it's important for the passion to exist. I know anyone listening can appreciate and respect that. Uh, however, you know, sometimes there's a high demand on your time. And the only way to manage that is by saying, look, if you can pay me to, to do this X, Y, Z, it'll make things easier. So I can say no to everything else. Is that sort of how that unfolded where you started earning some money, like doing sure. the meditation training or how did that start to come about for you? Well, there were two aspects to it, really. One is, of course, to continue to do something in this day and age, in this world, our Western society, you have to be, you know, there has to be some kind of exchange, some money. Otherwise, uh, unless you're financially independent, which I wasn't. And so that was part of it, just the necessity. And then secondly, um, in, in something like meditation, what I found was strangely, anyone I taught for free pretty much stopped meditation. It was it was just guaranteed because first of all, it's a it's a discipline. No matter how wonderful the meditation is, it takes discipline just to sit and do it. And you have to have that you know priority, that motivation. And so if somebody comes and you just kind of hand it to them and give them teach them meditation for free, In my experience, they don't value it much, and it's the first thing to drop off their schedule. If they put some money into it, lo and behold, they value it, and they'll continue to meditate. Much greater chance that they'll continue to meditate. And that's been my experience in all these years of teaching. I've taught many family members for free. I've 
you know, taught the occasional other person for free. And chances are they'll stop a lot more. So anyway, you're actually, I realized I was doing those people a disservice by not asking for that commitment, that exchange. And it may sound corny. You might think I'm making this up in my head, but it's absolutely true. I know I'm not the only meditation teachers found this. And so then it became clear to me, I just have to charge. And uh, and like most many business owners, you might, I found that I tended to underestimate what I should charge. And over time, you know, I started to get it to a range where um, it, it really made a, for a healthy commitment on the part of the people who were coming to me. And it also helped to actually support me in my passion for teaching. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think there's something to be said about uh, someone who has skin in the game, as they say. Uh, I I used to think when I first heard of like, there was a lot of people who like were doing like marketing courses or this or that. They said, look, I can give this to you for free. But we found that those that we gave it to for free didn't actually end up doing any of the steps as opposed to people who paid for it actually committed to it. So I think there's definitely something to human nature and their mm-hmm. ability to appreciate things. Uh, you almost start to justify why you bought something, you know, like there's just something that happens, a fixation. And I think it's powerful. Um, and, and we may have glazed over this and I want to make sure we get to it, right? Because it's important to know that, to know the fact that you have been teaching since you've been practicing and meditation and this and that, I should say, just involved in that world since 1970, right? For something mm-hmm. to stick that long with you, what caused you to meditate to begin with? Where oh. you finally said to yourself, I better start doing this. Uh, well, that's kind of a whole story in itself, probably a little bit off topic, but let's just say I, when I was in high school, I had a really sort of life-changing spiritual awakening experience. And at that point, I just was so motivated to pursue that direction. And I didn't know how. And uh, it was my first quarter in college as an 18 year old, where I actually started to meditate. And then I just took to it like crazy. And from, you know, then I went and studied meditation, traveled around the world, learned to teach it. And so that's how my journey began. But it was kind of a, yeah, spiritual awakening that I just had to pursue. Yeah, because I see here, you know, I mean, you're legitimately internationally renowned as an instructor. You've been, I mean, you've been in the game, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you do meditation classes online, retreats in San Juan Island, uh, in the Himalayas. Yeah. Hey, like that, that, that sounds like a life, man. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I do love it. In fact, the background you're seeing here is, uh, from my picture window at the place in San Juan Island, those hummingbird on my shoulder. <laughs> that was a great uh, shot. That was a real shot I took with my phone. So oh, wow. anyway, that's uh, that's where I teach retreats here in the U.S. And like you say, I do lead retreats to the source of the Ganges in the Himalayas. And uh, I just love it. I, you know, I've lived in the Himalayas for some time. I meditated in the caves up by the source of the Ganges did the whole thing, you know? So, yeah. Now, people are often seeking that clarity, that uh, nirvana, as they will, as they say, right? 
And yet I think anyone who's practiced meditation for a long time can say it's a moving target. You get better, but it's never done. Is this, is this safe to say? Cause some people think, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then they're like, nah, it doesn't work, you know, or the opposite, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this and I'm going to achieve the ultimate nirvana. And then like, well, I, that's probably not going to happen either. I mean, you are human, but mm-hmm. what is, what has been your take with, being able to practice this discipline for this long? Well, so because it has been a passion for me and I have, I haven't allowed myself to be restricted to any one, you know, tradition or lineage. I have a lineage, but I've expanded beyond that and, and basically gone everywhere to find the very best and most effective meditation techniques. And so and that was for myself. But then, of course, I would share those when I taught. And so that's what I teach. And in my experience, uh, the first thing is that when people, if you want to learn to meditate, do yourself a favor, find a good teacher. And I don't say that you have to find me. Find a good teacher, though, because if uh, if you try to just teach yourself from a book, and I've actually read written a book about meditation that teaches you how to meditate, but I recommend still getting to a teacher because it's it's so much more efficient. The mind is a subtle thing. We can't control our mind. And so if you want to learn meditation, you have to be uh, really well instructed so that you don't waste a bunch of time and effort. And so that's the first that's the first thing. And if you do that, you'll start to get a really rewarding experience. And then that is self-reinforcing that when you have a good experience in meditation, it's effortless, it's easy, you feel you go deep, you get deep relaxation, you achieve some sense of felicity and composure and bliss and calm and all of that. You come out, you feel better, you have more energy, more clarity, uh, less anxiety, depression becomes a thing of the past. All of that starts to happen. And then that's very reinforcing. And so then you continue to meditate, and now you can start to learn once you become familiar with those subtler layers of the mind, uh, you can begin to learn more advanced practices that will take you even deeper in a much more dynamic way. And then it's even more reinforcing, and, and it can just keep going like that. And I have to say, I have a real passion more recently, say in the last decade, for teaching uh, very advanced practices for to people who have been meditating for some time, and I still teach beginners, of course, as well. But uh, but there's you can just take it further and further. So what you said is absolutely correct. Don't expect to reach an end point. It is a it is a lifelong journey, but you enjoy that journey uh, so much more than you would without meditation because, after all, the mind is what pretty much the lens through which we experience life. And so if your mind is foggy, if there's dullness or turbulence and conflict and concern and anxiety and all of that, then that just colors your world and your whole experience of life. But when you start to clear all that away and you start to feel that, you know, really wonderful sense of calm and ease and blissfulness in your daily life, and suddenly your life just becomes a lot better. 
and you can enjoy it even if you're not enlightened, you know. And so you'll be getting more and more of that value as you go along and life just gets better and better. Man, uh, I mean, I feel like the world would definitely be, uh, Jason has said this on a number of occasions now, the world is definitely an angry place as of late. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have to drive very far. I mean, just coming out of my parking space and someone, right? Uh, Me making a turn and someone else almost cuts me off and uh, you name it, everywhere you go, people are just, ah, I got to get to where I'm going, ah, right? And, and that's yeah. just the constant state of tension that so many, I have my own days where I might think, why is the world driving so slow today? And whenever I think the world needs to revolve around me and all those things. And I truly believe that a lot of that has to do with the fact that I didn't take time to center myself before I went out into the world and remind myself the world doesn't revolve around me. There's going to be people who are just assholes. That's just what it is. And no amount of enlightenment is going to change them. But what I can do is control myself, right? And and, and center myself. And every day that I don't take the time to do that and I just rush into my day, forget about it. I'm just like them. Where am I going? Why am I late? Where am I? You know, so I, I think it's so valuable to have a practice like this, especially for people who are leaders, who are supposed to be in front of people, showing them the way, uh, you know, the ones who are paying the payroll and see the numbers, you're going to need some censoring for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I, I, I truly believe it's an interesting thing. Do you work with entrepreneurs and things of that nature? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Many, I mean, all kinds of people. And so, you know, I... I don't close the door to anybody, but, uh, and so over the years, I've taught many entrepreneurs. In fact, my wife is a fabulous entrepreneur, super successful at what she does. Um, I mean, Dr. Keisha, if anybody wants to look her up, that's, uh, that's my wife. And she, she's an exemplary example of what uh, entrepreneurship, you know, can be in this day and age. So anyway, and she's a great meditator as well. So yeah, but I've taught lots of entrepreneurs. And and of course, you know, the thing with business, and if you own your own business, I know you have a lot to do. And it's a very busy life. It would be much simpler to just have an eight, you know, nine to five job, right? Uh, you're on weekends, evenings, you're still working, maybe, but you love it, and you enjoy it. But still, like you said, Phil, take that time to get centered. It doesn't take that long. If you can afford those 20, 30 minutes in the morning to make your whole day better. And it will give you dividends. You'll be so much more efficient, so much more creative, so much more positive, resilient in the face of, you know, things that challenge you, difficulties that come up you didn't expect. So it's really about, you know, getting your full self activated and empowered to uh, accomplish what you want to do. And that's a tool that, you know, that's what meditation is. It's that tool to do that for you. So no matter how busy you are, still take that time to meditate. Yeah, man. Um, I want to check in with Jason here because, uh, you know, Jason himself is a 20 plus year career veteran from being in the military, right? While at the same time managing multiple businesses. I personally don't know how he did it. Uh, but there's got to be some Zen somewhere in there to be able to manage all that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Jason. Well, I, 
it, it, it's really like anything else. Everything is a practice, right? You have to practice to meditate, right? It's not something you can just, you can't just say, well, I'm just going to do this. No, you truly, <laughs> you truly have to practice it every single day. And it's like I said on the, the last podcast we had, how do you learn how to play a guitar? You got to play a guitar, right? <laughs> how do you learn to center yourself? You got to sit down and do it every day. Even if it's just taking three or four breaths, closing your eyes, something, start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know that's what I do. My day gets crazy stupid and, you know, things start to kind of, the walls start closing in a little bit sometimes. <laughs> and then you just, you just got to stop. You stop, close your eyes, take a couple of real deep breaths, like those ones that are about to make you cough, those kind of <laughs> breaths, right? And, and that just aligns you just enough throughout the day to, and you know, that it's probably not that kind of meditation that you teach, but, but it's, it's something do something <laughs> at least. Right. Sure. And, and, and bring yourself, bring yourself back down to calm because we run up here all the time, run, 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 run. And your heart's racing all day. And sometimes you, you just got to knock it back a notch, right? And even if it's just two minutes of your time, you know, but it's a practice. You have to practice it. You can't just, well, I do it today. And then, well, maybe I'll do it again three weeks from now. <laughs> you got to practice it and do it. For mm -hmm. sure. Well it's said. Yeah, exactly. And the nice thing about it is it once you start that, like I say, it can be, you know, it's rewarding. And so, yeah, it does take some discipline, but it reinforces itself. If you're doing it, you know, you're doing it well. In other words, well just means, in this sense, easy, effortless. That's what I call my meditation, effortless mind meditation. It's uh, meditation has to be easy. Otherwise, if you're trying, you're going to be stuck on the surface of the mind. The trying itself will keep the mind more active and, and fluctuating and more frustrated, actually. Uh, but it's just like trying to fall asleep. If you try to fall asleep, you'll toss and turn. If you try to meditate, you'll be having all kinds of thoughts. It won't go anywhere. So it's only when you stop trying that you can go deep. And likewise with sleep, stop trying, forget about it, and find yourself waking up the next morning. So anyway, uh, when you meditate in that way, that effortless way, it's very rewarding. And uh, and so it's not too difficult to make that a part of your day because it's like eating ice cream. Would it be difficult to eat ice cream? Not for most of us. <laughs> Some people make it difficult. Well, yeah, that's one thing I don't have a problem with now. Eating right. ice cream. I'm pretty good at that. If you could see the bottom half of me here, you'd say, oh, yeah, you like your ice cream. Right? <laughs> right. Why not? <laughs> and uh, Jayan, if, if people wanted to get in touch with you in regards to the work that you're doing, where should they go? Well, ajayan.com. So my that's just my name, A-J-A-Y-A-N. So ajayan.com um, should do it. Okay. And I've got a, by the way, I have a little 
uh, free guided meditation right there on the homepage that you can access. So uh, give that a try. And it's just 10 minutes. And if you like that, you could use that by itself for as long as you like. But then when you want to go further, then, uh, you know, come back for some of the more uh, advanced courses. Right on. Uh, I also think this is a, a perfect time while we're on the subject of dropping links and talking about things like that to take a quick break as well to talk about someone that's been supporting this podcast that even made this episode possible in general. And uh, their name is Stephanie Emmett. She's a community member of the Strategic Advisor Board. But uh, her message to people out there is if you're a solopreneur and you're spending hours doing your do-it-yourself marketing thing that you do as a solopreneur, and you'd be saying things like, I don't know what I should be doing. I'm doing all the things. None of the things are working. I get engagement, but nothing is selling. Email doesn't work anymore. You name it. If that sounds like you at all, then you might want to check out what she's doing with Startups to Six Figures Mentorship. That's a solution that she's created. It'll be given in a simple, clear, and concise way with exact steps that you need to get yourself so that you don't feel frozen through analysis paralysis or overwhelmed with a giant checklist of impossible tasks that you're supposed to do. And all you have to do is go to the right, as in writing, the rightstephanie.com. That's W-R-I-T-E, the rightstephanie.com. Tell her, uh, submit a code WARROOM for 10% discount on the first time you work with her. Uh, now, coming back to you, Jayan, if you could, knowing what you know now, travel back to 1970, before you, you, you were just getting into this, knowing what you know now about meditation, what would you say to yourself to, to take advantage of the experience that you now have for you who was just starting out? Oh, wow. Okay. So going back to 1970, uh, hmm, what would I say to myself? Um, hmm. I... I guess, you know, it, I, it'd be very simple uh, because it, at that point, you know, there were a lot of choices in my life and, uh, and, and some fear and hesitation about following this passion. And uh, I guess I would say something to the effect of, hey, don't worry, do what you love, do it, you know, give yourself 100% to it and things will work out. And I have found that to be true, but it took a while to get there. So I could have saved some time if I had gone back and told that to myself back then. Hmm. It's funny to, to this day, uh, Jason's right on the money. No one has ever said they would change anything in particular uh, because it's made them who they are, we presume. Um, it's always something very simple, something very light. Have, we've never heard a single person say, you know what? I would change everything. <laughs> right. Not yet. Not Never yet. Heard it, yet. <laughs> it is a it is a fascinating phenomenon. Uh yet to have met someone who would say that. And I, I don't I don't know if it's just a thing of like nobody would ever say that publicly, or they genuinely, as they start thinking about that question, go, you know what? It's not that I would change something, but I definitely would have given myself this leg up, you know, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think it's really powerful to see the responses to that. Uh, but with that said, uh, we've reached the the grand finale. If everyone's in order and accordance here, Jason, yeah, all right. So the grand finale for all the Zen 
that is available. If you could have invited anyone to this conversation today, Ajay, and anybody, any point, place, time in the world, uh, who would you have loved to have had here to be a part of this conversation and why them? Hmm. Well, you know, I've always, I've always been intrigued by my first teacher. I've had a number of teachers, uh, but my first teacher was very formative for me. And that was uh, Maharshi Mahesh Yogi. And, um, and then, but his teacher has been a real inspiration to me. And I've never met him. He died before I was around, before I was, I think before I was alive, if not certainly before I started meditating. And I would invite him. Now, I don't know, he probably didn't, didn't speak English. He spoke uh, Hindi, but I would invite that fellow, uh, Brahmananda Saraswati. He was a fabulous amazing saint slash meditator in India at the time. And uh, yeah, it would be interesting to have him uh, give some advice. At least for me, it would be interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just being in the environment, right? The osmosis of being able to see, I think that's the thing you can tell. You can tell when people have reached a certain level, whether it's experience, right, uh, Mm -hmm. through life or experience through the mind, right, and the fortitude that they have. Uh, So I I can understand why being able to behold the example of what that would do for you and then let alone be able to ask questions. I Mm -hmm. think it's a powerful thing. And uh, it's a great reminder that who we choose as models does a lot for our growth as individuals. Uh, With that said, I it's tradition here for Jason to close out the show. So I'm going to turn it over to him to let him do that, but it's been an absolute pleasure getting to meet you, man. Likewise, Phil and Jason, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Yeah. It's been enlightening. <laughs> there you go. That's, twi- that's twice now. That's two episodes. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> no, I seriously, thanks for being here. Uh, it's always, uh, you know, There are those times where you meet somebody that just by being in their presence, that you feel like you took it down a notch, right? And to me, you're that person. So thank you for for that. You like, just you speaking is, there's that little bit of comfort just in the way you talk. And, Mm -hmm. And that just brings everything down just a touch. So Whatever you're doing out there, whoever you're affecting in life, man, keep on doing that because because you figured something out there. Um, I don't I don't know what it is, but it must be some kind of crazy mojo you got going. On. So <laughs> just keep on doing it. And thanks for taking the thirty minutes to spend with us today. Absolutely, I will. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, it's been a right. pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.